on radio, digital radio, the app and streaming. RSN's Racing Pulse. Welcome back to Racing Pulse. RSN's Racing Editor Matthew Stewart is with me in the studio. And Matty, we've got plenty of news to discuss. And I know you were a fascinated uh, uh, observer of the Kenyan Guineas over the weekend. I'm going to be having a chat to Francesca Kamani a little later. And now that you've become a, a bit of a... Uh, a racing journeyman from King Island. Uh, you'd like to try and traverse the globe to some of these weird, wonderful racing events? It's bizarre because for some reason yesterday, I don't even know what the Twitter feed was, there was a like a 30-second panning shot of the mounting yard and then the, the racetrack at uh, the, the racetrack in Nairobi in Kenya. And then I get in this morning and you say, oh, Francesca was at the Kenyan Derby. And I thought... How bizarre. Why was I looking at the uh, the Nairobi race, Royal Nairobi or whatever it's called yesterday? And uh, uh, yeah, bucket list, bucket list, um, you know, safari slash um, Kenyan Derby makes a bit of sense. <laughs> well, it? So, was, well, the guineas are on the weekend, so I think it might have been world horse racing. They're going to put out a, a few stories, so it'll be fascinating to have a look at that as well. Uh, I get the sense that they have very small fields over there in Kenya, so... The expressway stakes on Saturday would well and truly be able to be run over in Kenya. Um, gee, disappointing. There's only four entries in this race in Sydney on the weekend. Yeah. Is there a reason why? Have you spoken to anyone? No, I've, I spoke to Richard Friedman, who's the owner of Forbidden Love. It's trained by Michael. And I said, well, what do you make of it? He said, oh, well, you just got to get them up early if you want to be in these races. It, it just can happen. And, you know, it, it's interesting how... We have a fairly so-so edition of the Australia Stakes at Mooney Valley, it's fair to say, on uh, Thursday night, and a small uh, list of nominations for the Expressway in Sydney. That's been extended, by the way, to 11 o'clock this morning, so you might get one or two more. But, yeah, just, you know, the bigger issue of, um, you know, prime time in racing and... um, when's when's now out of season that was once in season. Um, you know, I remember when El Segundo won the Australia Stakes, I think it was a pretty good field that year, but things change and other races come up. That was pre-Everest and pre-all sorts of things. So maybe there's a little lesson in a, 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 a sort of a modest take-up, top-line take-up at least in the Australia Stakes and then a, a very modest list of horses in the... Uh, in the um, in the expressway as well at Rose Hill. So whether there's a deeper message in it, uh, po- quite possibly there is. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, interesting um, with Jigsaw. Is, hasn't he been a, a total revelation? Like, he looked he looked like just one of those peaking, early peaking two-year-olds, and then he, his form waned a bit, and he's absolutely flying, and he's flying for Daniel Moore, and he flew in a jump out at uh, Cranbourne earlier this week, beating Marabi and Star Patrol. Um, and Cindy Alderson's going to roll the dice and run uh, run the informed jigsaw in the Group Two Australia Stakes, and I had a bit of a bit of a chinwag to uh, Jigsaw's jockey Daniel Moore this morning. What's been the secrets to turning Jigsaw around? Do you think? I had a little to do with him as a sort of late three-year-old things like that, but uh, he seemed a little aggressive then and, and didn't really know how to use himself properly. And uh, even I, I beat him one day on Mooney Valley, and he sort of lit up with blinkers on and, and didn't really want to. You know, use himself and pace himself, and I think he just seems to, have, like you said, he's, he's matured significantly, and uh, he seems to be to be going a lot smoother these days. It's not the strongest edition of the Australia Stakes, and he brings form, fitness, and and a and good Valley form as well. So he's bringing a fair bit to the table uh, on Australia Day, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, we've got a mixture of horses that have sort of up and racing, and obviously early on in their preparation. So 
at the moment, um, you know, he's he's in the middle of his preparation, so it seems to seems to be a, a logical target and a, a nice option. So obviously, acceptances aren't through yet, but uh, on face value, um, you're confident uh, you can get the job done on on Friday. Well, he's just he's doing everything so well. He's, his work's completed to the satisfactory level that we want him to. Um, he's shown no signs that he's he's lost his way at all. He's uh, his work this morning was fantastic on the grass at Cranbourne, and he's, obviously his jump out was there for all to see. So uh, he's going into the race, um, you know, touch wood uh, as good as he can. Pending barrier draws and final fields, he'd uh, he'd nearly go around favourite, I think. Jigsaw. Well, uh, there's no doubt about that because Golden Mile is an entry for the Australia Stakes, but is also an entry in the Four Horse Expressway. So you, you probably think it often will say, hey, we'll stay in our backyard and I'm pretty sure take they're on gonna a field, stay in backyard, a, a field yeah. of four or five. Um, we just spoke to the Will Clark and Nicky O'Shea team. So Bo Rosser, Ironclad are entered. Only one will race at the Australia Stakes. They haven't decided which one as yet. Um, Calypso Rain, your horse that you love. Uh, yeah, I missed a call from David Jolly before. I'll just text him now and see... He's uh... entered first up. And Snapper's the other one that's really in form. And then I suppose the other X-Factor uh, horse is Star Patrol, who he knows is a really good sprinter. I think he will be vying for favouritism first up. He had a nice troll the other day. And, and then I don't know what to make of these WA horses now with John Leake Jr. Um, Western Empire was just so-so the other day. And Superstorm is also entered first up. So, I mean, these horses were really good horses. And almost looking like they're going to start favourites in a Cox Plate, but uh, I don't know. We'll wait and see Superstorm first up over 1,200 metres. I'd love to see them come back, but they just seem to have lost a bit of their luster. They do a bit. Um, David Jolly's told me he's thinking about running Calypso Rain. Uh, um, Jigsaw flogged Star Patrol and Marabi in that uh, trial last yep. week, but that's just a trial, so who knows? And Star Patrol's got a little, little bit of X-factor about him as well, so... He's the fit form horse, there's no doubt about it. Uh, absolutely. Now, just really the major debate in racing going on at the moment is this situation with the Cox Plate and what has to happen. And uh, So there are hoops that they have to jump through, theoretically at least. Well, theoretically it has to go through the Australian Patent Committee, which hasn't, which virtually doesn't exist. It hasn't so, met for... So that is, sorry, that is if you want to move a Group 1 race more than two weeks away from its original date, it needs to be ratified by the Patent Committee. Is that yep, correct? the Australian Patent Committee first. Well, who knows what, what is involved there given it's it hasn't met for four years and some of the parties refuse to come to the table. Then there's the Asian Patent Committee, which also has to ratify it. I'm trying to work out whether, say, if Racing Victoria goes to the Asian Racing Co- uh, Patent Committee and says, this is what we want to do, whether it's just rubber stamped and they say, well, hey, it's your race, it's your jurisdiction, we have no reason to object, it doesn't affect Hong Kong, maybe maybe it does, who knows. But um, So I'm trying to ascertain... Uh, whether it's a rubber stamp situation or whether they'll have a bit of a think about it. Interesting that Greg Nichols and Greg Carpenter are among the seven members of the Asian Patent Committee board. Greg Carpenter was the previous incumbent of the the role that uh, is now shared by Matt, probably basically Matt Welsh's role at, uh, at Racing Victoria. And in Greg Carpenter's time, long uh, tenure at Racing Victoria, it never crossed his mind to move the Cox Plate. So whether the previous person in that position has a you know a vote on whether the race should move it'll be interesting to uh, get an insight into Greg Carpenter's thoughts and we may only get that via whether he 
says yes or no as part of that seven-member board. So I'm not sure when it has to get ratified by then, but I think Michael Brow said to you last week, this is... This has to happen reasonably quickly because they have to be able to organise for a change of date and promote and all this sort of stuff. And all of that has to be done a long way out. So um, it's not a simple case of RV saying this is... I think some of the commentary has been that it's it's a done deal. This is nowhere near a done deal. So Because so, there are a number of... It's not just the Cox Plate. Uh, the Thousand Guineas. Yep. Um, the the Moyer. Um, is the Memzi one of them as well? Maybe the Manicato as well. And... Um, yeah, the, the, the Memsey. So mm. there's four or five group ones which would need to go through this process if indeed that process is still in place. I'm not too sure because we haven't heard of the Patton Committee meeting for months and months and months. And I wonder whether a lot of these races that New South Wales are putting on are, are new races and increases in prize money. Have they been moving any original group ones to different dates that are bigger than... Um, without weeks. without getting the sign off from the yeah, patent committee, sure. yeah, we'll, so we'll it, it just gives that. an insight into the dysfunction of that part of Australian racing, doesn't it? That it's utterly dysfunctional. Uh, I tell you, what's not dysfunctional is the stewards. This is going to be the biggest right. Hang on, I don't hang, hang on, I don't want to do a felgate. You do like a I do not want statement. to do a felgate. Is this the most anticipated horse race other than Flightline and Bay Eads final runs? Is this clash in Hong Kong on Sunday the most anticipated horse race in the world this year? Well, considering we're only 16 days, uh, 24 days into right. the world, I'll this, give you that. The in the last 12 year. months? Jeez, <laughs> uh, a big call. This is the Stewards' Cup you're talking about, which has been billed as the battle of the big three. Romantic Warrior, California Spangle and Golden 60. Um, and, I think that's a stretch to say it's the most anticipated race in the world. Outside of Bay Eden Flightline. Well, give me one more. Do you know what? We will put that to Clint Hutchison, who has a very good view of everything in Hong Kong. Well, it's the biggest race in a, Hong Kong history. A That's winded, a good start, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, yeah. Is it? Is it the biggest race in Hong Absolutely Kong history? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, no, well, I'm, I'm, put it to the listeners. I'm not arguing with you. No, no, I'm just no, taking yes, you are. Board. You're rolling your eyes. <laughs> um, ask the listeners, what is it? One three hundred ninety fifty six fifty two thousand. You got close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's a nice little segue because we do have a tweet of the day, uh, a round of two at the Devil Bend Golf Club. You can take Matt Stewart with you. All you need to do is text us through zero four one six ninety fifty fifty two. Is Sunday's Stewart's Cup. Outside of Bay Eden Flightline, or even including... The, even including... The biggest race of the last 12 months. Romantic Warrior, California Spangle, Golden 60, and the biggest race in the history of Hong Kong racing. I'll put that to Hutchie when we have a chat to him a little later. No, I think he'll certainly back it up. But um, And just, just to give it a little bit of resonance, um, Longines, well, they make watches and they also come up with funny lists, but... Uh, for whatever credo you put into it, Romantic Warrior and Golden 60 were both ranked in the top 10 horses in the world on their annual rankings with a rating of 124. So two of the top 10 placings uh, in the world and Flightline Bayed and others were all in, on that list as well, Nature Strip. Uh, on 124, just ahead of California Spangle, who was on 123, just outside the top 10. Uh, but Golden 60's been on that list three years in a row, which is uh, a remarkable feat for, for him. So that's the sort of um, international regard they hold as they go into this race. And I've been feverishly trying to Google if there's any any 
um, problems or any horses with um, uh, f- uh, hoof injuries? Or, well, uh, Hutchie will bring us up to date. He's going to give us a full preview. We'll talk to him about 10 to 10. Um, he'll find us winners tonight in Hong Kong, but also preview the Stewart's Cup. And there's going to be an Aussie flavour over there because our two best jockeys are heading to Hong Kong on Sunday. Jamie Carr and James McDonald are both riding in Hong Kong. Um, and our in- others, are Bowman and, and Pertin, are already there. So it's a yeah. really... Uh, um, just a couple of snippety stuff. Uh, just an interesting uh, tweet I read uh, from Bren O'Brien uh, regarding the most coverings of first season size. I know this isn't everyone's cup of tea, but it gives you an indication of uh, the popularity of some of these first season size. And some of them are names that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So may, they may not include the December matings, but uh, these are the, the ones that were... Uh, the, the the most matings of the first season size uh, that haven't uh, obviously uh, uh, not fledgling size. These are the ones who were just serving this year. Home Affairs, who stood at one hundred and ten thousand, served two hundred and one mares. Acrobat, not sure who, thirteen thousand service fee, one hundred eighty eight mares. Stay inside the Golden Slipper winner, one hundred eighty seven. Wild Ruler, surprising I think, one hundred seventy four. Tiger of Malay, one hundred sixty four. St Mark's Basilica. 159 Profiteer Pinatubo, around 135. So interesting, some of the names on there. Some names that were more bargain basement service fees, but got a lot of mares because of the the service fee connection there. So uh, that was interesting to me. Um, a couple of little snippets. Uh, Ice Picnic um, was a bit of a mystery um, failure at the Valley on Saturday. Just just worth noting that it was tweeted out that he was lame in the near, lame in the near four league. I know a couple of the media commentators were a bit down on his run, but he uh, was reported to have been lame. Uh, expressions of interest for the 2024 Apprentice Jockey and Rider Development Squad close on Feb 28. Just a little reminder that was tweeted out by Racing Victoria. And do you know what the intake is there? No, I'm not sure what the, the squad intake is, but that, the, the contact Racing Victoria uh, if you want to put an application in there. All-Star Mile clo- noms close at midday tomorrow. Of course, we already know that Annabelle Nisham's nominated all her stars, including Zaki. Um, you know the horse who won the uh, Miners Rest Cup, Afridi? He's going off to Racing Hearts. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, so... With Lisa Coffey. Yeah, I said to Mac, what's the go? Is he coming back to the mainland? He said, yeah, but he's straight off to Racing Hearts, so... He got a little bit of notoriety now, that horse at Racing Hearts, hasn't he? Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, Michael, was on the weekend, it's the seventh running of the Pegasus World Cup at Gulfstream Park uh, in Florida. It's now worth $3 million for the, the main race on the dirt and a million for the turf race. The very first one run seven years ago was worth $12 million US, and at the time it was the world's most expensive race, eclipsing the... Um, the uh, Dubai World Cup and Arrogate beat California Chrome in the first edition, and then the second one plummeted to a million. And what's it um, worth now? It's now worth up to three million. So it's sort of settled down a bit, and the, and the prize money's gone up a little bit. But it's certainly, and this was the um, genesis for the creation of the Everest, the slot race concept. So it's an interesting. Is it uh, still a slot race? Yeah, I'm not sure what the how it plays out these days. I, I think that the slot component for that race completely fell apart. So whether it still exists under those conditions, I'm not sure. But it's worth $3 million. Nice enough field, but obviously flight line's retired and um, life is good is not among them. So um, it's, a, it's horses that we, uh, we are not overly familiar with. And one last thing, uh, Vinery and Kiora Studs, two big giants in the yes. Hunter Valley, have merged um, or are merging. So they're going to have the largest land holding of any stud in the Hunter Valley they, they're either side of the Pages River uh, through the Hunter Valley, and they're going to be now 
two powerhouses joining together means they're going to be one hell of a, an outfit, Vinery and Kiora. There's no doubt about that. That is big news in the world of breeding. And um, the SMS machine is uh, is coming through here. Um, Maddie, you need to keep an eye on Acrobat. Uh, he is a future gun sire. Good. He's one SMS. Most anticipated in Hong Kong history. Surely Sunline V Fairy King Prawn was the one and it lived up to it? Um... I think in a local sense, I think you'll find that these three massive local heroes, I think that it would eclipse uh, one visitor versus a local hero. Yep. Uh, to the overseas-obsessed Matt, maybe it is uh, the race of the year, but to me it's just a yawn. Oh, well, then yawn away and we'll all watch it. <laughs> Those Hong Kong horses wouldn't run top three in uh, the Takarazuka uh, Kinen or the Japan Cup. Fair enough, but doesn't mean the yeah. The Japan horses, fair, uh, to be fair, were disappointing on International Day in Hong Kong. Yeah, exactly. They didn't come to the party at all. Uh, the small field in Sydney is a result of the extended spring of the gong, the hunter, etc. Well, there you go, uh, those who want to extend things. Uh, Michael and Matt talking of overseas racing. A must-see is the Palio di Siena in Italy. The whole town packed into the town square while jockeys ride bareback uh, on a track around, and the people representing the regions of the town, the winner is treated like a god. An amazing experience. That's from Dan and Angles. Well, you know our little filly in Tassie, Sienna Wolf. She's named after that race. Yes. Um, how is she going? Snotty nose again. So no good. No, no, she's back in work. She's huge. She's grown. She's she's she could yeah. You paying know. your bills? Mm. A bit behind. <laughs> Good to see Jigsaw finally putting it together. Well done, uh, Matty O. Thank you very much. Uh, Matty, uh, we will uh, have you back here tomorrow. And um, I'm not sure whether we've made the public announcement, but we are counting down to next week where you are beginning a a, a new role, an extended role of your on-air work here at RSN. Yes, uh, Matty Nevin and I will be uh, doing the big v, hosting the Big V from 11.30 to 1.00. Uh, and I'll still be doing your news updates. Might shorten them a tad. Uh, and, uh, and maybe doing a bit of um, uh, in and out of brekkie as well. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to uh, probably hopefully bringing a, you know, a bit of a spin uh, to uh, you know, the racing world on, on the Big V. We'll look forward to that, uh, Matty, with the Big V. Uh, the two mats uh, will be coming up from next Monday. Uh, we'll read all about it too, Matty. I'll see you in here tomorrow for another news update. We'll take Beautiful. a break. It is 25 minutes past 9 o'clock on the other side of this. We'll head back over to New Zealand. What a weekend it was for Wally Dalziel. He's over there hunting out the next uh, stable stars or syndicated stars for Dalziel Racing. <laughs>